When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. What's up? What's up? That's me, Anita Marks, uh, with you here on Bet LA. Different time, different night. It's all good. Um, in fact, we like being on earlier, don't we, guys? We've got Tyler and Rebecca who are producing the show. Good evening. Good evening. How you guys hey, doing? Hey, hey, hey. Doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, we've got a jam-packed show. Lots of guests. Uh, football intensive. And why the heck not? Because it is super, right? Super oh, wild yeah. card week. See how they, like, do we really, do we have to call it super? Couldn't they, could, couldn't they come up with, a, like, a more creative I do. I do think it kind of steals the thunder super. from Super Bowl. Yes, I'll admit. Super. It's super. It's super Wild Card Weekend. Which, uh, to be quite fr- listen, uh, <laughs> I just I, I love I I love that it's the playoffs. I love it. It's do or die. Win advance. You don't. You go home. Like all of that. It's great. But there's some lackluster matchups here. I, like I can't say that there's one matchup here that I'm like over the moon about. I don't know about you guys. And and we'll dive into all that. Let me uh let me break down the show for you. Uh coming up in, in our next segment, uh, Mike DeRocco is going to join us. He covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for ESPN. So a little look, as I like to call it, a look behind look behind the curtain. Him giving us some insight on 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 this Jags team, this Jags roster, their game plan, what the Chargers can expect from the the the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Daniel Wade, he's been on the show the last few weeks, covers the Chargers. He's going to be joining us right after that, right? Uh, so he's coming your way at 7.30. Um, and then um, we also have Fat Jack, professional handicapper, who joins us on the program each and every week as well with his picks and his plays. We'll go through the entire six games on the slate, getting you ready. Uh, Jen Mueller is going to join us. Very dear friend of mine. Haven't spoken to her in, in a minute. Not going to lie. It's been a hot second, but nonetheless, she's out there in Seattle. She does a phenomenal job covering the Seattle Seahawks. She's part of their broadcast team. She's going to jump on board and join us at eight 30 tonight, uh, to, uh, to, to get us ready. Does Seattle even have a prayer, a chance, uh, to beat the, the 49ers, which a lot of people feel will win the Super Bowl this year. So we'll talk to Jen. Uh, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network, one of my dearest friends as well, uh, just just such a phenomenal human being and is so gracious and so kind to join me each and every week uh, on my radio shows, uh, breaking down all things NFL. 
And we'll close the show out strong with some NBA. Can't do all, you know, with actually I'd love to do all three hours of, uh, of NFL, but, but we will close out the show strong with some Andrew Snellings, one of my partners in crime when it comes to our, uh, our gambling platform at ESPN. And we'll talk some NBA, getting you ready for some NBA plays and picks heading to Thursday. As we know, the Lakers big game against the Dallas Mavericks, Luca going against LeBron, anticipating LeBron, of course, to play tomorrow. The Lakers, a home dog getting three against Dallas. So Andre and I will talk some NBA with you uh, to uh, to close out the show a little bit later on this evening. Just to bring you up to speed on some scores out there right now. The Grizzlies up on the Spurs, 121 to 111. No surprise there, right? The Spurs trying to get that number one, that at least not the number one pick, but the, the most ping pong balls. Which I just I think the whole system is 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 just dumb. But nonetheless, um, to try to get the number one overall pick in this year's NBA draft, uh, the Pistons over the Timberwolves, one thirty five to one eighteen. The Wizards took care of the Bulls tonight, one hundred and ninety seven. The Bucks over the Hawks, one fourteen to one o five, and uh, the Celtics. Uh, continuing with their winning ways, uh, 125 to 114 against the Pelicans. Pelicans still without uh, Zion. CJ McCollum had 38 points. Uh, Jalen Brown had 41 points and 12 rebounds for the Boston Celtics. And the Knicks beat the Pacers 119 to 113. So uh, Brunson had 34 points. So some NBA action tonight. But like I said, Andre is going to join us on the show a little bit later uh, to get you uh, up to speed on some of the NBA plays as well as some prop bets for tomorrow on Thursday. And as always, I don't know about you guys, like I love heading into the weekend playing with house money. I like being in the green. Of course, we all like being in the green as opposed to being in the red. Before we um, before we do embark on all our NFL talk tonight, uh, you, <laughs> you guys, your, your thoughts, especially you, Tyler, uh, in, in regards to the national championship, you know, I was full disclosure. I was all over TCU. Love TCU getting the points. I was on the over, so obviously that that hit. Um, but um, was was not anticipating just a complete and utter beatdown. I just I I felt like since since like the first like the first snap. I feel like the as soon as the whistle went off, yeah. everything and anything that could have gone wrong. For, for TCU did from, you know, uh, false start penalties to, uh, I mean, you, you interception, you, you name it. It's just they could not get anything. And you felt like, okay, well, maybe this series they'll start turning it around, right? Like maybe this, oh, maybe they'll, they'll, you know, they'll come out at the half and try to engineer some type of comeback where at least they'll cover, cover the plus 12 and a half or cover the plus 13. No way. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I like I turned it off. I turned it off. I, I couldn't even watch anymore. I was sick to my stomach. I mean, it was a, it was a little wild. It was a little wild, and uh, the fact that TCU never really showed up. I don't think anybody. Obviously, it's a fact that nobody expected the the turnout that we ultimately saw. But it's just tough. It's tough to watch TCU do so well all season long. You got Max Dugan, who just put the team on his back, especially in the last few weeks of the season. Heisman runner up and it was just they just never showed up. That's an understatement. Um Yeah. Well, I mean they were there. We saw them there. They just, you know. And and you know, here but here's football. here's the thing. Like all season long it was like don't 
you, you and and prior to that, of course, I had Michigan the week before. Yeah, I and thought that, Michigan even that was, was going to be TCU. That that whole side of the, that whole side of the SEC. So I just, just I just feel like 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 they like all season long, like they were a covering machine. Yeah. And 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 at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done underestimating. <laughs> I'm done not believing in these horn frogs. I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm invested. But how do you and how and, do you not? How do you not, you know, get into that mentality of TCU all the way? Well, listen, it baited the, us. the majority. The majority of the money was on TCU. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Vegas made a killing. I'm sure that the no sports books made a killing. New casino being built as we speak. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, right. I'm. I. I you're right. I. I have no doubt. M- mattress Mike, right? Yeah, mattress Mac. Did you see? Did you see the 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 Matt Mattress Mac? Sorry, mattress did you, Mac. you saw the the the. The the photo the photos of him on on social media right? yeah yeah and, and keep in mind he was playing with house money from <laughs> when like... uh, from when uh, you know Houston did well in uh, in baseball right yeah so he was kind of playing with house money so, still but you know that's a lot of money to lose for anybody unbelievable really 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 unbelievable anyway all right so I'm look again we this show is going to get you ready. For super wild card weekend, um, I feel like we've put together a great, uh, a, a great ensemble of guests to get you ready for every game, and uh, in in some specific guests to to give a little more insight in regard to the teams and what's out there and what they're preparing for. But like I said when I opened up the show, guys, and, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but like I, I, I'm not. I'm not excited. I'm not excited about any of these games. Like, don't and, and and I know that sounds crazy, right? Like, like, yeah. Am I excited? Yeah, I'm excited because it's Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm gonna have money on every single one of these games. I'm gonna be playing them somehow, some way, a variety of ways. I've got prop bets. I'm like, I'm all in, right? It's gonna be like a fun Saturday and Sunday and Monday night in the Marks household. Yes. So, so I'm just. In looking at these matchups, right? Like Seattle very well could get their Seattle could be the TCU. Don't you put that the 49ers out there? Don't come Georgia. at me like that, Anita. I think Seattle's in for an upset. Just- <laughs> I think you should buckle up, and I think we're going to be having a different conversation Whoa. next week when Seattle upsets San Francisco. Guys, do I, I need listen, to regulate I, listen, the conversation? I, I, cer- <laughs> I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. To be honest with you. The Chargers Jags game to me might be the ju- just the most competitive game that we will see on the slate this week. The it Jags just might be. Good. Yeah, I can't. I can't disagree. The Jags look good. Okay. And my, well, uh, I think I, I think it, the I think Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson gets gets. Sorry, go I ahead. was just going to say I think that it's going to con- it's really going to depend on Mike Williams' ability to perform. Because uh, evidently he had to be helped on. Well, the he bus. didn't practice today, and he didn't practice today. Yeah. So there's that. No, Mike Joey Williams Bosa is a was problem. supposed to practice today. Uh, you know, he's dealing. He's dealing with a groin injury. I mean, there's a lot of injuries there that the Chargers are dealing with. The Miami Dolphins, those mammals, are going to head up to uh, the Northeast to play the Buffalo Bills in frigid, horrible, cold, snowy conditions. And no two with their third string quarterback. That's yeah, right. good luck with that. Yeah. Right, Skylar Thompson is is going to be starting their their third string quarterback. Yeah, Tua didn't. The Giants and the Minnesota protocol. Vikings might be just as competitive 
as the Chargers and the Jags. Ravens, not expecting Lamar Jackson to play. Um, I think they get their butts handed to them. Yeah, and I think so too. The Dallas Cowboys have looked horrible. And, and not that the Tampa Bay Bucks have looked spectacular. But at the end of the day, they do have Tom Brady. And, and he is masterful when it comes to the postseason. So, listen, it, again, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. We're stoked about it. We're going to break it down for you in the next three hours. Um, I just, I have to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not over the moon thrilled with any, like any of these matchups this week. I'm just not, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be gambling. Hopefully I'll be winning money, but I can't say if you were to say to me, Anita, there's only one game on this slate that you could watch. What would it be? Probably giants Vikings, just because I'm here in New York. Right. And, and I, I used to work for the giants. I used to, I was part of their broadcast team for seven years. So probably that would be the game I'd watch. And I think, and and again, I I think it's between the Giants and the Vikings and the Chargers and the Jags as to the two games that I think will be most competitive, where it'll come down to the wire. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we like? Isn't that what we want to watch? I think games that come down to the wire. Yeah, I think I think it's going to ultimately be a very exciting weekend. I hope so. Uh, when we come back, uh, Mike DiRocco is going to join us from Jacksonville. He covers the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give us uh, a preview, an update, a take on what the Jags are going to be doing uh, to try to beat the Chargers. Uh, following him, Daniel Wade. He's been on the show the last few weeks talking all things Chargers. So uh, this hour we're going to dedicate to that L.A. team, the Chargers, the only L.A. team that made it to the postseason. So we'll do all that when we get back. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Bet LA. I'm Anita Marks here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Anita Marks with you. Uh, let's do a deep dive into the Jags, the opposite side of the ball for the Chargers. Of course, the Chargers favored by two. The over-under is 47 and a half. Mike DeRocco joins us. He covers the Jags for ESPN. And, and so, Mike, let's look back before we look forward. As we know, it's a Jags team. They beat the T-Titan in order to advance and to be in this predicament. Uh, 20 to 16, but offense did not look so hot. They obviously won because of the defense. Your thoughts on that Tennessee matchup? Yeah, they didn't run the ball very well, but that's not really a surprise because the Titans are really, really good up front, uh, one of the league's better run defenses. But, um, you know, once the Jags couldn't run the ball, and you know, it sort of made them obviously one-dimensional. In the second half, that defensive front started to really kind of get after the Jags' offensive line a little bit. Brandon Sheriff is dealing with an, an abdominal injury, was you know kind of tossed around a little bit, and they got into Trevor Lawrence's face. Uh, pressured him a little bit and, uh, you know, forced him to get rid of the ball a little earlier than he probably wanted to, some errant throws there. Um, but, uh, yeah, not one of their most crisp offensive performances. And, uh, you know, it's probably a little bit of a concern going into, uh, you know, the playoff game because, they, they, you know, they weren't great offensively against the Houston Texans the week before the New York Jets the week before that, though that game, you know, was played in the monsoon. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of a concern about the offense getting back on track. 
I would imagine so. Jags team coming in, uh, winning five straight, and again, beating Tennessee to make it to the postseason. I, a part of me is is disappointed that this is the matchup because these are two teams that I felt coming into the postseason were coming in hot. And, you know, there's always that one team, whether it's the AFC, the NFC, there's always that one team that gets in as a wild card, you know, finish this, finishes the season around 800, around 500. But then once they get to the postseason, they just absolutely blow up. And I was looking at both these teams to do that. And unfortunately, they have to face each other in the first round of the playoffs. As we know, these two teams went went at it in week three. The Jags beat them 38 to 10. But keep in mind, Justin Herbert uh, was was playing with some some busted ribs. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on how different these two teams are now here heading into Wild Card Weekend? Yeah, well, uh, Keenan Allen was hurt in that first matchup too, and the Chargers lost uh, Bosa in uh, I want to say in the late in the first half. Uh, in the left tackle in the first half. So, you know, it was a pretty banged-up Chargers team. The only uh, the only good thing, if you're the Jags, that you can kind of look at is that defense, other than Bosa, was relatively healthy. So you should have a pretty good idea of what you can and can't do against them defensively. Um, you know, the Jaguars, uh, that was one of their better defensive performances. And, uh, you know, they hit Herbert a lot. And that's what they're going to try and do again this week, obviously. The, the guy that's probably the X factor in this game is Eckler. Um, you know, he's got over 100 catches, and he's a guy that uh, it's not a good matchup for, for the Jaguars linebackers. Um, you know, they've had some trouble. Devin Lloyd in particular has had some trouble getting lost in coverages and going the wrong way, uh, and that opens up the middle of the field. So, you know, Eckler could be, a, you know, a guy that uh, by the end of the day could be well over 150, approaching 200 scrimmage yards, and if that's the case, then I don't think the Jaguars are going to win this game. But uh, I'm expecting a shootout because I do think the Jags will be able to do some stuff offensively and uh, we should be able to run the ball much better this week against a, you know, a Chargers run defense, I think ranks 28th in the NFL. Certainly an easier task than uh, running the ball last week against the Titans. Yeah, so you've, you've got a Chargers defense uh, that, against, like you said, against the run is not so hot and a Jags defense as well against the pass is not too hot. And of course we know that's what the chargers like to do. You say it's going to be a potential shootout. 47 and a half is the over under, uh, by the way, the chargers are favored by two, even though they're heading to Jacksonville. And again, go let, let's, let's, let's do a deeper dive into the matchup with the defense in the secondary going up against Justin Herbert. As I said, they're coming in with what one, two, three, four, five straight wins, but looking at that, of course, you know, going up against the Tennessee Titans in Dobbs, the Texans, you know, they were doing that that dual quarterback um, fiasco. Uh, you know, you've got the Jets. <laughs> Their quarterback situation is god awful. Um, the Cowboys. Now, the Jags won forty to thirty four. But I'll tell you what, I think Dak Prescott's having this worst season of his career. So, I mean, this is a different animal coming in to take on this Jags defense with Justin Herbert, who I think is top five quarterback in the NFL. How do you think they defend him offensively? I mean, defensively, how do they, how do they defend him in that secondary? Well, you know, that, that's sort of their biggest issue is back in the, you know, the back end of the secondary, um, you know, Darius Williams has sort of played better since they moved in from nickel corner to outside to replace Shaq Griffin, um, you know, who had a back injury and is out for the year. Um, but, you know, it took them a while to get him out there. Since he's been out there the last three games, he's played a lot better. But, you know, the bottom line is is you, you have to have three defensive backs in, in, in the NFL these days, three good defensive backs to be good on the back end. And, and the Jags' biggest issue now is that nickel. 
Um, and that's where, you know, I expect Herbert to kind of target the Jags. I mean, look, the, the tight ends and Eckler should have a really big day across the middle of the field because of, uh, because of that, you know, and, and I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to get to Herbert. Um, and that's going to be the key, you know, pat, brush and cover, you know, hand-in-hand hand type of thing. So, you know, they got to Dobbs in the second half and got him to make a couple of mistakes, and they capitalized on those. But Herbert gets the ball out so much quicker than Dobbs did, uh, at least in the second half last week. And I think that that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to find a way to get in there. They're going to have to pressure him with the blitz. You know, Rayshon Jenkins had the, the Jenkins had the strip sack last week. He's the one who picked off Dak Prescott in overtime uh, and returned it for a touchdown. So he's made two huge big plays, um, and he's a one of the Jaguars' best blitzers uh, out of the secondary. So I think we'll see a lot of him there. You got to try and, and and force Herbert into making mistakes because if the Jags don't get to him, he's going to have all day back there, and he's going to be able to pick them apart and. You know, that puts a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence and that offense to keep up. So I think the, the pressure, if they can get to him with some blitzes um, and confuse him a little bit, get him to get rid of the ball quick, I think they can have some success against him, but it's not going to be easy. Um, uh, Mike DiRocco joining us here on uh, on ESPN Radio uh, does a phenomenal job covering the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we know, uh, going up against the Chargers in the uh, what are they calling it now? The Super Wild Card Weekend, right? Isn't that what it's called? Um, I think so, uh, you, yeah. um, as as concerning as the Jags pass defense is, their rush defense has been quite good, only allowing three point nine three yards per carry. So. And Eckler is, is, I mean, dude, dude's been used a lot this season, right? Like 311 touches, uh, 1,637 total yards. Uh, he was begging towards the end of the season to, to, to get some rest, um, to get ready for this matchup. But the Jags, again, their rush defense a lot better than their pass defense. How are they against running backs in the passing game? That's where my concern here is for the Jags in that matchup is Austin Eckler and how he's utilized in the passing game, especially if Mike Williams is dealing with some back spasms. Chances are he's going to be utilized even more in the pass attack for the Chargers, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's been not been a strength of the Jaguars backs in the passing game. Um, you know, I mentioned the linebacker, Devin Lloyd, the first round pick, you know, team traded up to 20 back into the first round to get him at 27 he's gotten lost in coverage and that's been a big problem for the Jaguars um you know he it's left that middle of the field wide open um now he's supposedly or you know one of the the his strengths was as a you know athletic coverage linebacker but being out of position you can't you can't lose a step especially against a guy like Eckler who can take it 60 whenever he gets it so um there have been some times too when the Jags have kind of dropped uh Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker into coverage as well, and teams have really kind of taken advantage of that. Um, they get that matchup of Eckler on either one of those guys. That's that's a matchup the Jags will not win. So um, it, it, it's going to be important for them. Like I said, they got to get to Herbert quick and get him to get the ball out before he's ready. I, I just I, I, I just worry, if, if I'm the Jags, I just worry that if we can't get to him, we're going to have a huge – problem with those linebackers um so if, if i'm the jags that's my biggest worry right there and i think that that's going to be something that the Chargers will take advantage of on the defensive side of the ball for the chargers reports are that you know joey bosa is is going to play he's been able to practice this week 
Um, and uh, because some concerns there, some big question marks as to wh- why why the Chargers even played their starters last week. And, and of course, Mike Williams with uh, with back spasms. Murray uh, uh, was was also banged up. Bosa with the groin, but he is expected to play. Uh, since this Chargers defense has gotten healthier, they have the second best pass defense in the NFL since week eight. Uh, with that being said, talk about this pass attack with Trevor Lawrence. He's been sensational this season. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Ingram. He's got a plethora of weapons that he can work with. ATN utilized in the passing game. H- how do you see their offense playing out against this Chargers defense? You know, you mentioned Zay Jones, uh, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, all three set career highs in, in receptions and receiving yards this year um, mm-hmm. under, you know, Doug Peterson, uh, along with Trevor Lawrence, just the second guy in franchise history to throw for 4,000 yards here. So, look, the, Doug Peterson does a really, really good job of finding the matchup that you're not going to win defensively and exploiting that. And, you know, a lot of what they've done is move some guys around in, in, you know, in, in uh, motion before the snap. They've got a lot of, um, you know, option routes. They've got a lot of rub routes that they're working, uh, working Christian Kirk through. Um, and that, you know, pops him open, and it's a relatively easy throw from Trevor. They roll him out to the right, He's, you know, a lot. He's one of the more accurate quarterbacks on the run uh, in the NFL. So, you know, they're going to try and get that ball out of his hand as well. Uh, quickly if you're the Jags and get him into a rhythm. And the thing of it is, is that he's um, really, really good against man coverage. Uh, he's, I think he ranks in the top five in the NFL in terms of completion percentage in man coverage. And according to you know our guys at ESPN Stats and Info, the Chargers play man coverage about 61% of the time. So that's a matchup that the Jaguars feel like they can take advantage of. But the other part of it is you've got to worry if you're the Jaguars about Derwin James because you're never quite sure where he's going to be, and you better find him before you make your throw. Um, otherwise, it's going to be a long afternoon because he can really kind of create some problems there. You know, they talk about Bosa and, and, and the pass rush being a problem can wreck a game, but, man, Derwin James is a guy that can wreck a game just as much. And, uh, you know, the Jags have had some issues with drops and balls being deflected off receivers' hands, and, you know, all it takes is for one of those to go left instead of right, and then all of a sudden you got Derwin James going back the other way with it. So, um, But the Jaguars' pass offense has been the biggest bright spot for this team, and I expect Doug Peterson to have a much better plan this week than he really did the last couple of weeks. I think he was holding back a little bit, um, you know, especially against the, the Jets and, and the Texans because it was a game. those were games that they were going to win as long as they didn't make any mistakes and, and give those teams help. But it'll be fun to watch this week. It's a really good matchup. So uh, with that being said, uh, how does this play out, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on the fence here. I've got a lot of question marks about both these teams. Chargers favored by two. The over-under is 47 and a half. I'm with you. I think this is going to be a shootout. So for me, the play here is the over. I'll, pl- I'll probably play some prop bets as well. But uh, how confident are you that the Jags walk away with a home win in advance? Uh yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to cop out and say like 50-50 because the thing of it is, is mm-hmm. I, you know, Trevor Lawrence played in a lot of big games at Clemson, but do we really know how he's going to play in the postseason? We all know that's a different animal than the NFL regular season. Um, how is he going to handle the pressure? Is he going to make the throws that he needs to make? Is he going to, you know, get caught up in the bright lights or the pressure a little bit? I, I don't know. And, and the same thing with Herbert. Um, he's making his first playoff start too. How is he going to handle it? 
You know, this is a thing where every mistake in the playoffs is magnified. So that one little mistake, the bad read you might make, um, you know, hurts you a little bit in the regular season in week four, but in the first round of the playoffs, it could be the thing that goes back the other way and, and loses you the game. So I'm not quite sure how either one of those guys is going to handle it. Um, but I do expect a shootout. And, and since the Jags are at home and they've had an extra day of rest, I'd probably I'd take the Jags, I guess, to win. I do know this, that they're, like I said, they're the underdog. And I know that Doug Peterson in the playoffs um, as an underdog is 4-1, again, um, so, which is a pretty phenomenal uh, record there. In 2017, when the Eagles won the uh, championship, they were underdogs in every single playoff game. So uh, I guess if I'm going to lean one way, it'd probably be to the Jags just because, you know, uh, of Peterson and, and his ability to kind of win those games that no one thinks they're going to win. Mike, thank you so much. Um, really do appreciate your insight and, and your time uh, previewing this uh, the Jags side of this matchup against the Chargers. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, I want to thank uh, Mike DiRocco joining us here on 710 ESPN LA. Still a lot more coming your way. Let's take a look at the Chargers side of the ball when we get back right here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Well, I mean, everyone here knows, you know, you treat every week like it has a life of its own in the NFL. And every week demands that full respect from you as a competitor. And that's the way I've always tried to, to live um, and you know, they're all the most important games in the world to me, you know, and I think that um, that's the only way that I've ever known how to compete. And that's what I've tried to bring to this team, um, you know, but what, what happens in the playoffs is, you know, every play, every possession is magnified. Um, you have a ton of ten, ton, ton of film, you know, you have 17 games worth of film for someone to watch and, you know, it's extremely well scouted. I think that 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 intensity, that attention to detail and the quality of the players makes for every play, every possession counting at a high level. And so you're seeing the best of the best every single play. Um, and so, you know, you just really got to focus on the things that you do from your first day in training camp, which is your assignment, your technique, and the energy you play with, and making sure that you do that consistently down in and down out. Staley, of course, head coach for your Los Angeles Chargers, uh, talking about what this team needs to do heading into their matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Daniel Wade joins us as he does, uh, really, I think this is your third straight week. You've, you've been on the program, which is great. He's got a great podcast out, Locked on Chargers. That's his podcast. Daniel, thanks. thank you so much for joining us yet again. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Anita. I mean, what a playoff matchup we get to talk about. I think there's some duds out there. This shouldn't be one of them. I mean, we get Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. Can't ask for much more than that. Were you listening to the show just about 10 minutes ago? Because it's exactly what my conversation was with Tyler and Rebecca, our producers. And, and, and again, like, listen, I, I don't want to poo-poo it, right? Like, you know, it's, it's super wild card weekend. Like, it's, it's the playoffs. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. This is a gambling show. We're here to help you win some money, okay? But, you know, there's not one matchup out there that – you know, that jumps off the page and I'm like, oh man, this is a, this is a can't miss game. 
Now I'm with you. I do. I do believe that the Chargers, and um, I do believe that the Chargers and the Jags, as well as the the Giants and the Vikings, to me, more than likely will be the two most competitive games. I think there's a chance that the Bills game and the 49ers game and um, uh, what's the other one? And, and, and the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals game could be blowouts. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think this, I think this very well could be a very competitive game before we start breaking down the X's and O's, bring us up to speed on the injury report, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, who, like, wh- who do we need to be in the know about in regard to injuries that potentially might not play, or if they do play, won't necessarily, nobody's 100% at this stage in the season, I get that, but uh, might have some, some real, real concern in regard to how they can produce. Mike Williams is the big one, and that's the toughest one, the toughest pill to swallow, because he got hurt in the meaningless Week 18 game. I mean, I heard you talking, you had Brandon Staley talking before, right before I came on, talking about that game and all the importance of it. The risk is you could lose someone like Mike Williams, who hasn't practiced this week at all yet. The thought is that he's going to play. They very much poo-pooed it after the last game. Brandon Staley said, you know, not a big thing. They say that he's probably going to play this week, but I think – at what capacity are you going to get him? Because Mike Williams is a game-changing type of a player. He makes game-changing type of plays. He's the guy that's the best jump ball receiver. When you need a big play and you know somebody might be covered and you have to throw it to him anyways, Mike Williams is that guy. And right now, I do think he's going to play. He had back spasms last week. That was on the very minor scale of what it could have been when you see him get you know carted from the medical tent to the locker room. You go worst-case scenario. Everything we've heard so far, a lot of treatment this week, so, and I think that he's going to play. But it feels like for the Chargers to win, they might need a couple of those moments. They might need Mike Williams to come up with something special in that big moment, and now that's kind of in question. So, okay, so so that's that's the that's what's going on with Mike Williams. What are you hearing about Bosa? I, I was reading that he was expected to play to, to practice today. Was he able to? Yes, he was a full participant at practice today. Brandon Staley on Monday said that that was going to be the case, sort of like Justin Herbert was on the uh, the injury report last week, but practiced fully all three days. It looked like something happened in the last game. Joey Bosa came out of the game after getting a sack on Russell Wilson. He never saw the field again while a lot of defensive starters got back on the field. When asked about it after the game, Brandon Staley said it was all part of the plan to get him off the field at that time. But obviously you don't want to see him on the injury report. From everything that's out there, he will be fine. He should be fully good to go on Sunday. And any other players that we shouldn't be in the know about uh, as as we get closer, of course, to to Saturday's action? No. I mean, the Chargers have a remarkably clean bill of health. They actually just activated Rashawn Slater, their all-pro left tackle, to return at some point. But we also know he's not going to play this weekend. So that's a bummer because, I mean, that dude makes a giant difference. Everyone else is good to go. Unless something happens at practice this week, besides Mike Williams, their entire 53-man roster is healthy and ready to go. Wow. Um, okay. Well, well, that's, that's good news. Uh, my question to you is, is why, why did any of them even play last week? What, what, was, <laughs> what's the, what was the benefit of them suiting up and playing last week? I mean, that's a great question. I think a lot of Charger fans were getting more frustrated as the game progressed, and there's just another series of starters come out. No way they come out after halftime. After halftime, they come out. They play until the fourth quarter, basically. 
Brandon Staley talked about it, but I didn't really buy what his answer was. I mean, he said basically there's only so many practice squad elevations you get. You get two of them, right? You don't get the preseason roster of 90 guys to go out there and throw all of your starters. or The guys who aren't starters can just, you know, all play. But at the same time, you obviously had a plan. <laughs> you had the Chase Daniel plan that you used in the fourth quarter where you took out Justin Herbert. You took out your all-pro center, Corey Lindsley. You took out Trey Pipkins, who's been dealing with something at right tackle. So you had that game plan there. You were able to sit all of your defensive starters in the fourth quarter. Why didn't we see that earlier? I mean, to me, the process was basically, hey, we want to get as many live reps with these star players coming back as possible. We haven't had a lot of these guys. And for certain guys, it made more sense than others. It didn't make sense to me. I would have been fine if the Chargers had sat all of their star players for this team, which they could have because they did it in the fourth quarter. For them to come out and play three quarters, I don't know what it accomplished because not only – did somebody get hurt? Mike Williams now in question for this game, and that was on the fifth offensive drive. You scored two touchdowns in your first three drives. Did everybody then? You're up 14-7. to seven. You have all the momentum. I didn't really understand it. And you get reps, you get all those things, you get in a better rhythm, but you put yourself in jeopardy of losing someone like Mike Williams. I didn't really understand it. I understand the heat that he's been taking. Uh, again, Daniel Wade joining us here on 710 ESPN LA, uh, getting you ready for that Chargers-Jags matchup on Saturday evening. Uh, Locked on Chargers podcast. That's where you can find him. All right, let's 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 start diving into this matchup. Chargers favored by two. The over-under is 47 and a half. Just had Mike DeRock go on, who covers the Jags. He thinks this is going to be a shootout. Do you agree with that? I think it's an odd game because I think with these two teams, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. Could I see a shootout? Absolutely. I mean, if this game ended, you know, 34-31, that wouldn't be that surprising to me because after that last defensive performance by the Chargers, they kind of put the month before that when they were the best defense in the league for four straight games in question because in the last game you were you played in, the Broncos offense put up, you know, 27 points on you in three quarters. So, it's really tough to gauge kind of where the Chargers' defense is at this point, so I could understand the Jacks putting up points. The Chargers offensively, I do think over the last couple of weeks, it'd be hard to tell in that last game because they had two fumbles, both took away points basically, and then you also had a, a moment where that you just didn't come up with points in the red zone again, which has been a problem for the Chargers. A couple of drop passes killed them too. The offense has been clicking a little bit better, and I think that's a huge thing for this game because I don't know if Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, is safe. It feels like this is a showcase for him. It feels like he has to have a playoff run to potentially keep that job. So I could see that my prediction for the game was Chargers 27, Jaguars 24. I mean, I think it's really a coin flip, though. I can understand the places that have a pick For those who have the Chargers favored, I definitely get that as well because they have the guys now that they didn't have earlier in the season, and now the expectations are higher. Uh, what, what we do know is that the Jags are quite good against the run, but bottom five defense against the pass. And what we do know is that the Chargers, their defense since week eight, uh, second best pass defense in the NFL since week eight, but not great against the run. So with that being said, are we expecting a monster night for uh, Justin Herbert? Are we expecting a solid, impressive night? from ATN based because based on, on the statistics and the matchups here? Yeah, I mean, that seems like if it goes chalk, that's the way it plays out, right? Game flow, I think, will have a lot to do with it. In the first matchup, obviously, forever ago, Travis ATN was actually pretty, you know, casual in that game. He had three and a half yards per carry, 
it was James Robinson who broke off the 50-yard touchdown that really killed the Chargers in that one. But they bottled them up okay. The Jaguars last week had a really tough time running against the Titans. The Chargers don't have that defensive front. But the biggest difference for me in this one, Anita, is Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen back in this game. And that's one thing I don't think enough people are talking about. Keenan Allen did not play in that first matchup. And depending on how you think about this Jaguar secondary, I mean, they have some guys to be afraid of. The slot cornerback is not one of them. I think you want Trey, Trey Herndon and Keenan Allen on an island. And I think Keenan Allen's ability to keep the drives going for the Chargers is going to be huge. I mean, even the last game of the season, he puts up eight catches, two touchdowns, and over 100 yards. That dude is so important. And he's played as well as he's played in any season since 2018 on a per-game basis. When he's out there, when he's healthy, he's still a difference maker. And that's one guy that the Chargers have this time around, along with you know Joey Bosa, who got injured in that first game, Corey Lindsley, that got injured in that first game. The one people aren't talking about enough is Keenan Allen, who I think could have a big game. Um, Keenan Allen, uh, since week 11, 83 targets, 60 receptions, 675 receiving yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, out of the slot, um, 38 targets out of the slot. And oh, by the way, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 24th coverage defense against slot wide receivers. So I think you're right. Over under six and a half re- receptions, over under 74 and a half receiving yards. Th- those are the numbers for Keenan Allen, just FYI. I'm hammering the overs on those ones. I mean, especially in receptions. <laughs> Keenan Allen, I mean, because Mike Williams is more likely to have, you know, five for. 85 and a touchdown. Keenan Allen could have, you know, six catches in the first half. Again, I just think that Justin Herbert relies on him that much. I'm hammering the over on both of those. ones. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure having you on. Uh, Daniel Wade covering the Chargers. Again, his podcast, Locked on Chargers. Make sure you download it, listen to it, Spotify, all of all the things, all the things, as all my friends like to say, all the things. I'm like, what does that mean, all the things? Well, this is what it means. Locked on Chargers podcast. Quick break. We come back. I'll uh, share with you all the ways that I am betting the Chargers-Jags game when we get back right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. All right, let's break it down. Anita Marks with you. Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We just heard from Mike DiRocco who covers the Jags for ESPN, Daniel Wade, who covers the Chargers. Now it's our turn, right? Based on the information that we just gathered, plethora of it, um, how are we playing this? Again, uh, the Chargers are favored by two. The over-under is 47 and a half. You know, I, and it's interesting, right? Because we we heard from Mike and Daniel, and and neither, neither of them had true conviction. Right, guys? And uh, in, in who's going to win? But both of them believe that a lot of points are going to be scored. So I, I, I think game-wise, I think the play here is the over at 47 and a half. That's Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I was going to say the over, that? and I'm, I'm leaning more Chargers than I am Jags. Um, well, I will say this, and, and it was great to have Daniel on. The fact that, that Joey Bosa practiced fully today I think is huge. Huge. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, 
and but but I think I think and not to take anything away from from Keenan Allen, we know how important he is obviously in in this offense. But I think it's important to have Mike Williams um, at least at seventy five eighty percent. And I think they will. Okay, you okay, Mister Positivity over there, Tyler, Mister Positivity. Well, uh, here here's the here's the facts. The facts are that he hasn't been ruled out. He, mm-hmm. While he didn't press today, we haven't really gotten an injury update on him. Not like he has a tear. So if anything, we're talking about a sprain or a strain. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, he's still got you know a couple more days of recovery time. I think that he's limited in practice come Friday, and I think we see him. I hope so. If, if Joey Bosa is active and attractive, if Mike Williams is actor, active and attractive, yeah, you know what? I'll put some money down on the Chargers. Listen, I told you this. Prior to the season starting... I had I had the Chargers and the Eagles as my Super Bowl matchup. Didn't have to pick who was going to win per se, but just who was going to be the Super Bowl matchup. And I had Chargers, Eagles, and I got it ninety to one. Wow. Okay, ninety to one. I threw a hundred dollars down a great on it. Pick. Yeah, I think so. And 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 as I said with Dan, as I said with uh, with Mike, I'm kind of disappointed that it's it's Chargers and Jags in the first matchup because. I was really like these are the two these are the two teams I was like really most interested in to see how much havoc uh, they can they can create uh, in the AFC. I, I thought those are the two teams flying low on the radar and and could come into the postseason and make some noise. But obviously one is going to cancel the other out. So it, it it is what it is. So again, um, how am I playing this? Uh, definitely the over at forty seven and a half. Uh, right now, based on our conversation with Daniel, it sounds good. I'm with you. I'll lean towards the Chargers at minus two. Um, you know, again, wh- where where is the weakness here for the Chargers? The weakness is their rush defense. For the Jags, their weakness is their pass defense. So what does that mean? Probably my favorite bet here, guys, is Justin Herbert over 37 and a half passing attempts. Yeah. The, the, this this Chargers this Chargers team, they're, they're the most pass happy team in the NFL. Yeah, and as long as he's got the target, as if he's got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams downfield, that's easy money. Right? So, uh, and you could get that at minus 120. So again, what does that mean? You're laying $120 down to win $100. Also keep so, in mind, uh, a lot of people don't factor this in. He throws to Eckler a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, here's, it's interesting that you say that because here's the thing. The Jags are only allowing 3.93 yards per carry. Okay which is pretty solid in, in the NFL. However, they're not great against receiving running backs, running backs that are a part of the receiving game. In fact, they've given up 12 touchdowns to opposing running backs this season, 12. So, uh, so with that being said, uh, a few things. Again, my, my favorite prop bet in this is Herbert over 37 and a half attempts at minus 120. Definitely playing that. Eckler over 36 and a half receiving yards and over four and a half receptions. Also, Eckler anytime touchdown at minus 160. Might be a little bit too much juice for some folks. I get you. I, I don't necessarily like the 160. I don't like anything over like minus 130, minus 135. Um, ATN over 76 and a half rushing yards. ATN anytime touchdown at minus 130. 
And again, uh, we just had Daniel on. I, I teed up the prop bets for him on Keenan Allen. Since Keenan Allen returned in week 11, he has 83 targets, 60 receptions, 675 receiving yards, and four touchdowns. He runs out of the slot. He's got 38 receptions out of the slot. And the Jags, their defense ranked 24th in the NFL against slot wide receivers. So he should have a field day, especially if Mike Williams isn't 100%. So over six and a half receptions for Keenan Allen, over 74 and a half receiving yards. So that's how we're playing this bad boy. Quick break. We come back. We kick off hour number two. Fat Jack just came back from across the pond. He was in London. He'll jump on board. We'll break down all six games on the slate for you. Also, why not, you guys, why don't we, let's open up the phone lines. 877-710-3776. Again, 877-710-3776. Is there a play out there in this weekend slate that you love? Sell me on it. Whether it could be a side, a total, a prop bet, I want to hear from you. You're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.